0: You guys, every time I hear that music, you're hype.
1: Yeah! So, here we are again, folks. Two Genius 1, idiot. Coming on back at you. February so 1st, for- 2020. How y'all doing out there?
0: Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? This is uh, Johnny Phoenix reporting in.
2: Tommy Salami's
0: here.
1: Tommy Salami (laughs) Tommy Cum
0: Laude A.K.A. (laughs) Tommy Two Guns A.K.A. Today's Tom Sawyer Yeah Ah,
3: ah, 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 Yeah Hey I want y'all to know
1: By the way That sound was made by my mouth That was not a soundboard Gotcha You're welcome It's very
0: authentic Thank you I appreciate that Yes Yes
1: Right on. Well, here we are again. How y'all doing, man? We're doing great. Here we are again. Thanks for tuning in. Uh February 1st, 2020 already. This year is flying by. I can't believe Dude, how January quick it... Was, it was a, a tough
0: the year. The longest month ever, for
1: real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nuts. It's flying by.
3: It's, I, uh, see,
0: not... you say flying by. I think that like I'm I'm more on board with Tommy. What he just said is that this was the longest year ever, January, 2020.
1: <laughs> why Why was it so long? Uh,
0: well, I mean, yeah, for me, it was uh, the main thing that came to mind is that there was five paychecks, so it just meant ah. it had extra bills to pay.
3: Word
2: it felt long as shit. <laughs> pay
1: the man. Pay
2: the for man. Me it's a s- damn weather.
1: Yeah, mm, it's been, it's been rough,
2: horrible. Well, we had 30
0: days out of 31 for January yeah. with rain. Yeah.
1: I got sunshine right now.
0: On a cloudy day.
1: Hey, mama said happiness comes from rays of sunshine. I don't think mama said that, but that's. Nah,
0: mama said some weird shit in, in Korean, is what she said to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. She was like, Mike, Ni good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Tommy, man? How you been? Doing good. How was your week? Long, 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 long. And this weather doesn't help. Yeah, working long days. Yeah, this weather is tough, man. It's been raining so hard. I can't believe uh, it's raining cats and dogs and cows and sheep. Like, it's crazy. You know, all this rain reminds me of all my time on the farm. Uh, you know, having <laughs> to put those rain boots on and up to your shin in mud, baling hay. It's crazy. It's crazy. Bailing but You know what? Now I'm, a, now I'm a city slicker. Now let's see. I ride Hazel an Bell. iron horse now. Hazel so, Bell. Hazel Bell. Yeah, man. Hazel Bell you raising on, yeah. hell
0: out in Wisconsin. My name is Mike <laughs> One. I look Korean, but I'm Irish as shit.
1: And I like cheese. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. All right. So,
1: well, look, for me, I'll tell you what, this week has been uh, pretty crazy. Because, uh, well, as you know, the Kobe Bryant, right? Mm. Kobe Bryant accident, that was uh, that was a shock to me. Absolute shock. When that came through as a notification on my phone, uh, I had to double-check and triple-check multiple websites to see if it was just another hoax. Uh, but unfortunately, it was not a hoax. Uh, and, you know, for me, he's uh, three months older than I am. Uh, I watched him when he got uh, drafted, you know, kind of thought, who is this kid, and watched his career and he was always one of the, uh, the stars that I always enjoyed watching uh, and so to see him, you know, go out so early is such a sad story. I think the fact that his daughter was with him made it even more tragic and then, you know, the seven other lives that are lost. I mean, it was a it was crazy. It was crazy. It's unfortunate, you know, and and a lot of facts are coming out that are, you know, kind of leading that they just should have been flying, but we'll let that happen and we'll see the results when that happens. But I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant, this guy, right? 1,346 games, 33,643 points. He had over 6,000 assists, uh, almost 2,000 steals, 1,944 steals and 83% uh, free throw percentage. Uh, you know, that's great, great stats, right? And, you know, whenever I was playing basketball in the court, I always tried to emulate Kobe, you know, with the fadeaways. We'd always yell out to Kobe. I don't know why his name was always fun to say for some reason. I don't know what it was. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't perfect. He had his mistakes early on, but, uh, you know, I think we'll remember him as uh, a great basketball player and a husband and a father. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but hey mamba mentality we keep on moving right it's good stuff
0: yeah it was definitely um i, I remember back in like the mid 2000s me and you we worked at the same place and you you remember that uh ghostbusters video with the sasquatch the sh- uh, the shack Squatch, and he's all Gober. yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> absolutely Kobe. That's one of
0: my favorite ones. Is that that's before even the kids started doing that, like when they were shooting at the garbage cans, is you had this uh Sasquatch looking character that was on the Ghostbusters cartoon and it was like a remix of it. And I like, lived oh, man, over we're it. gonna go, we're gonna go catch this, the Shaq Squatch. Sas- Shaq Squatch was Kobe, that's, that's all he said. would say.
3: <laughs> yeah. That
1: was hilarious. They had a bunch of G.I. Joe ones that were. Dubbed over like that too, just ridiculous lines.
3: Yeah, it was good stuff. It's
1: good stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How about you, Tommy? Did uh, you know? You know, Kobe passing did it affect you at all? So
2: the thing that it actually brought back an old uh, family trip from when I was a kid. I think I was like ten or eleven, and we were in Branson, Missouri. And I don't know if you guys have ever been down there, but <clears throat> there's a it's like a theme park down there. But we had a cabin outside of Branson, along the river there, and we would fish for trout in the morning and late in the evenings and have a fish fry. But I remember it was uh, NBA Finals, Chicago versus Utah, and I think I think it was the game before the flu of Jordan. I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain I'm okay. right. But, when you uh, had the
1: flu playing in the finals? Right. Or the playoffs?
0: Still going right. okay. off, yeah.
2: Right. But – I remember MJ getting mad because the coverage coming out that day was about this kid that was gonna skip college and go into the NBA. And that was COVID. Cool. Okay. right? And uh, I mean, just the things that he's he's accomplished. <clears throat> I know, you know, the argument for best ever is it's one of those debatable things that I think goes with like Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Just you know, sure. their era. MJ was the best of his time, you know, and. Um, I am interested to see if any uh, any ground is gained on changing the NBA logo mm.
0: from Jerry yeah. West to, to Kobe. Kobe
2: yeah.
1: yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, what I'm, I'm they were talking about not just changing it to um, from Jerry West to Kobe, but Kobe has like a real famous poster where he's doing like a fadeaway jumper. That's the one, the like silhouette that they're talking about, and then changing it to the Lakers colors. As hmm. the actual logo too,
2: right. So, um, right on. and I was I was impressed with how you know Trey Young and them did with taking those violations, and got a lot of lot more respect for Mark Cuban. You know, yeah, agreed. No, no Maverick will ever wear eight or twenty four.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, no, the, and there was a lot of teams that did it. I mean, he he definitely had a real broad reach to the entire league, and it was it was really cool to see it. Like, and some of them, you know, were. Um. Yeah. Very orchestrated. Some of them were just off the cuff, like, like LeBron's speech when he spoke last night. I don't know if it was last night or it was the first home. Yeah, game it was last night. Since. Yeah. So his yep. speech was. Uh, you know, he had a speech originally, and then he just discarded it and went. He goes, uh, you know, showed a real human side. Said, "I'm gonna speak from the heart because that's mm-hmm. you know this the shit we're trying to do." He even used the S word.
1: Yeah, he didn't want to sell him out. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, you had Usher singing Amazing Grace. And then they did the uh, flowers. They had uh, Gianna's jersey on a seat plus his jersey. And then they gave out like 20,000 Kobe jerseys.
1: So yeah, I mean, seeing was... seeing uh, him and his daughter's jerseys, man, that was a sad sight.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. I think uh, even UConn, the, the college that she wanted to go to, did a deal for her
3: too. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I was yeah. going to
2: see him rally around it. You
0: know, it was a tragedy. Um, I think it's going to come down to like, uh, you know, don't want to blame anybody or anything like that. But I think it was the, they had a one pilot manning a two pilot system. And then yeah. it was, you know, there was a bunch of helicopters throughout the city of LA that got grounded that day and they were at full capacity as far as like single pilot uh, systems. And then for this particular one, it was a two pilot system, one pilot operating it in uh you know, the fog and then yeah. crashing into the side of the mountains. Very unfortunate. You know, if they would have followed, uh, you know, since it was a private entity, they didn't have to follow the same like uh, rules as the FFA and all that other stuff. Um, FAA. Yeah. FAA, whatever. Uh, but either way. <laughs> so it basically came down to, they, they, followed their own rules, and the result is that nine people lost their lives. So that's very unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, now, now here's a question. Now, I love Kobe. I love, you know, and it, it's very unfortunate with the situation. Uh, but do you think that his passing and the way that it went down brings the NBA back into uh, more of a spotlight now? Will more people be tuning in to NBA games now? Maybe even just specifically Laker games.
0: Um, I think that the Lakers are definitely a team of destiny at this point. You know, they got LeBron uh, channeling Kobe. I think that they're going to use this as a motivational tool to win it this season. They already have a very good team with a solid roster. You know, they're already, I, I believe they were in first place in the Western Conference. Right. And I think that that's going to continue. And this just, you know, if they needed a proverbial cherry on top to chase,
2: uh, that that was it. I think that they're going to win.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think everyone will be disappointed if they don't win. Yeah. What about you, Tommy?
2: Uh, To your question, I do think that it's going to bring the spotlight for at least a good couple more years. Um, Yeah. And look at Kobe's jersey sells after this game or after this this tragedy. Um, So now I think more people are definitely going to tune in to, you know, show support.
1: Yeah, right on. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh all right. Well, hey. Change subjects just a little bit here. I want to get into a segment uh talking about beer. I'm bringing uh Best Life MXPX IPA from Silver City is uh what I'm rocking here. Delicious brew from the crew at Silver City. Johnny, what do you got going on over there?
0: Well, I am featuring a uh Imperial IPA from uh, Good Life Brewery in Oregon 8.5% um, Very, very delicious. It's called Comatose um, hmm. You find it throughout the Northwest and throughout Oregon um, For You know, for me, uh, uh, because I'm a Bigger guy, the alcohol percentage Definitely has uh, A lot to do with it. So this is an 85 and then it doesn't register too high on the bitterness scale, the IBUs. Um, I really enjoy it. I It's what I would consider it is a, uh, even with that high alcohol content, it's very chuggable. I did a shower beer right before this show. Yeah. Took it to the dome.
3: Yeah. And
0: I'm, I dude, after that, I was, I was considering that might've been, this might have been my last episode, but after doing that, now I, I definitely feel like I'm in for the long run. So oh, it's right. a good life. Tommy, <laughs> you ever had a shower
1: beer? Uh,
2: all the time. Yeah. It, 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 funny thing about the shower beer is <clears throat> by the time I get out of the shower, the wife's usually mad because there's two or three of them that I've shotgunned in there and I make her pick them up.
1: Nice. Nice. Hey, for all you out there, if you haven't tried a shower beer, you need to try a shower beer. You life- need change your life. To try. Definitely life-changing. It is yeah. a life-changing. All right.
0: It's a contrast between, like, the, the warm water from the shower uh, ever caressing your nerve endings. And then, okay. on top of that, you okay, you yeah. got the beer. So, it's cold and refreshing uh, so going down the
3: hallway. Yeah.
2: Before, yin and yang. Before this gets put on the Howard Stern show, I'm going to stop <laughs> this. <laughs> and, uh, like Mike one, I am uh, with the Silver City Brewery today drinking the Superfly. IPA.
1: Ooh, Jimmy Snucker.
2: And it is delicious.
1: Yeah. Look, Silver City folks, great beer, good life, great beer. We only highlight good beer on here. We just want you to know that we like beer and we like to highlight good breweries. And uh, Silver City and Good Life, we appreciate you and your craftsmanship in brewing these beers cuz gosh darn it, drinking beers that taste good make me happy.
2: If you want to know good beers, you come to me and Mike 1. If you want to, hey! If you want to know which cheap liquor is going to get you messed up the best, you go to Johnny Phoenix.
0: You <laughs> goddamn damn right. Yeah. I'll take that on full Cisco.
2: He'll is tell he, you he just spent a hundred bucks on this tequila, but what he doesn't tell you it was twelve bottles of tequila and it's Kirkland's brand. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Hey, no, not Kirkland <laughs> brand, man. Kirkland,
0: they get their they their vodka is sourced from the same place as uh, a gray goose, and that can be verified on the internet.
3: Really? No, I don't I know. Do not Somebody believe told that's
0: me true. that. What's funny is that I went to a party, someone said that. They're like, Yeah, these are the same people that make gray goose. And I can prove it. I was like, okay. And then there was a long pause and no response. I was like, okay, you said you can prove it. So let's see you prove <laughs> it. And then the answer was crickets.
2: Mm. Exactly. Are those crickets? That sounds like a rusty bike chain. Are you,
1: yeah, right? Or <laughs> are, are, are some Tweety Birds.
2: Sissified
0: Tweety bird.
1: Right on. All right. All right. We all right. Well, hey, hey uh, question for you. Question for you. Here's a question. When it comes to celebrities, when a celebrity death, you know, happens and is bringing out polarizing views from both sides, uh, how do you guys feel about that? What do you think about that? Is it okay to grieve when a celebrity dies?
2: Here's, it's, celebrity or not, it's okay for anyone to grieve. I I mean, at at some point, even, I mean, I was 11 or 12 years old when Kobe went into the league, you know? Um, Right, right. You you have these in your mind. There, you know. Once you realize that superheroes aren't really superheroes, then you got these superstars that you look up to, right? Um, hell, when I was in school, what was it? You had the Penny Hardaways, right? Everybody had to have those yep. shoes, the Jordans. Um, I mean, I, I'm tired of the debate. I mean, <clears throat> the same people that are trying to tell you how to live your life don't even take the same advice that they preach. True. I mean, if you, at some point it'll affect you in in some way, just deal with it your own way. Screw what everybody else says. Yeah, it's a, it's fine to grieve.
1: Right. I agree. What about you, Johnny?
2: Um, you know, I don't think it's
0: anyone else's place to tell people what to do, one way or another. If right. If these, uh, you know, celebrities, in this case, Kobe, if he had a substantial impact on your life, then it's up to you to determine that. You know. A lot of people say, "Hey, you know, <clears throat> for example, there was a couple of mutual friends between me and Tommy um, that were very, very upset about the fact that um, people were grieving over Kobe's death and they didn't know him. And then they posted some memes um, that were kind of mean spirited, but you know, it caused a lot of controversy. It was fantastic to watch it in the background. I loved watching people get, you know, their Panties in a twist about it. However, I see it from both sides. You can grieve however you want. You know that's your your prerogative. If other people start giving you shit about it, well, fuck them. Um, You you definitely can take it how you want. If Kobe or another celebrity had an impact on your life, that's that's your story. So,
3: right. Don't let other
0: people write it for you.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, I will be honest. This celebrity death probably affected me. The most of any of my life, you know. Again, just because you know, you know what I said, and you know the closeness and age, and I just kind of followed him through his career and whatnot. I kind of felt like I lost a friend, which is kind of weird to me. I didn't understand why I felt that way, but uh, you know, I did. It was weird. Uh, you know, there was a couple other celebrity deaths for me that were kind of like, oh man, that was a bummer. I don't think it really made me sad, but like the Chris Cornell and the Chester uh, Bennington one, like those two, like I was like, man. That's a bummer. It's a real bummer. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one was probably the one that affected me the most, for sure.
0: Did you happen to catch um, Jimmy Fallon's tribute to Kobe? I did. Oh, I man, did. That was tough to was watch. Good,
1: It was. I agree. Definitely I agree. He impacted so many people, man. He was just a personable guy. You know, you, I think everyone respected the work ethic that he put in life.
0: Right. Right. So, I mean, but with that being said, in all fairness, is that if we want to give the other side of the coin – it's fair due is that there's a lot of people that uh, didn't believe that he um, should be as revered as he ended up being because of the fact that he had those uh, rape charges um, mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, obviously he was exonerated because of those. What's your thought on that, Mike? I know you're a big fan of the Lakers and uh, specifically Kobe during that time frame. Yeah, did that I mean, change I- your view of him at all, or?
1: No, I mean, I think that he handled it well. You know, he apologized publicly for it. He got exonerated for it. And I I think that's the end of it. I don't think that it needs to continue shadowing him. You know, he owned it. He apologized for it. I think America is the land of second chances or third or fourth or fifth. Uh, so I think it's fine. Look, I mean, that, was, that was 17 it'll... years ago. Yeah, Right. It was. Right.
2: If, if people had a problem with him at that point in time, I mean, you have 17 years to get over it. Right. Right. And you know, the, I think uh the guy's name's Ari uh <clears throat> Shaffir. He's a comedian. Ari Ari Shafir. Yeah. You guys hear about that crap, right? Uh, uh-huh. please continue. So <clears throat> uh Ari Shafir made a um a post that it was like uh Kobe Bryant died twenty three years too late today. He got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoying Rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Well, hold on, Jeez. hold on,
0: hold on. It's like that's that's pretty harsh. Ari Shafir is always controversial in anything that he says. But if we want to take consider the source is that this is the same guy who on a podcast with uh, Bert Kreischer drugged him with uh, ecstasy and didn't oh. tell him. And he was at home. They were in Bert's home with his wife and his two kids there his two daughters and Ari slipped it in his drink so Whoa. we're supposed to take this guy seriously the same guy that's not above Bill Cosby and his f- good friend
1: just so, to get a laugh huh
0: yeah well he, he and he said that well I thought it would be funny it's like okay cool so now you're gonna tell us how we need to feel about Kobe uh, Ari Shafir. right I think you're funny and I respect you on that level but as far as
2: this go fuck yourself
3: yeah right that, yeah, you can know, <laughs>
2: the, the comedy club he was going to uh, go play at, I think, this weekend was, uh, from what I understand, was getting death threats. Like, huh. the owners of the club were getting death threats. So, that, you know, they said, hey, <clears throat> his show is canceled. Right. And uh, in the future, we will no longer be doing anything with him. And then he puts out another tweet <clears throat> that said, every time a beloved celebrity dies, I post some horrible shit about them. I've been doing it for years now. I like destroying gods, and right when a famous person dies, they're at their most worship, so, as a response to all the outpouring of sympathy on social media, I post something vile. It's just a joke. I really don't hate any of these people.
0: well, um, like I said, consider the source his his uh, most vile thing that he's done is not these you know social media posts or whatever. the most vile thing he did was drug one of his best friends in front of his wife and kids
2: right no i'm I'm not disagreeing with that, what I'm saying is just. I mean, this kind, of, this kind of stuff just pisses me off. It does. Right. Like, like you know, I don't agree with Colin Kaepernick in a lot of arenas. I don't support him. Um, but I'm not going to start to go fund me like somebody did <laughs> to buy a helicopter.
3: Sure. Right, yeah. right, right. No,
2: and that that was...
0: I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, we had to give it its due. I get it, the, the irony so of it. For- so what I'm curious of, though, is that... Obviously, they're not really going to buy a helicopter for him. This thing actually on GoFundMe raised a shitload of money. It's what almost a half actually, a million. What are they going to do with it? I think they, they should really be trying to, to.
1: They're trying to raise money to buy Colin Kaepernick a, a helicopter.
2: Yes, a used helicopter. They're like uh, last mechanics. night. they were, I think <laughs> last night or the day before, they were like four hundred forty-one thousand. Oh my goodness! Right.
1: That's terrible, though. <laughs> yeah.
2: Gosh, that's
1: terrible. <laughs> Shout
0: out Squidward. Uh, yeah.
1: Stay
2: grounded, player. Jeez, hey, crazy. Some, hey, s- somebody did though, Mike. One, just let you know. Replace Kaepernick's picture with Aaron Rodgers on that GoFundMe.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it was Olivia Munn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Huh? Hate that guy and his creepy eyes.
0: Oh, but dude, I mean, she had to be a special breed of crazy to warrant him just giving up on her because she's super hot.
1: Yeah, living I agree. Money. You know what living money is, Tom? Yes, I do. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as uh, I said, sorry. By all accounts, too, I've please, heard. Please go back to Rogers. About ain't all no, no shit.
2: walk in the park either. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, right, this right, right. 70s porn stash.
1: Dude, creeper eyes.
0: Discount double check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially on STD tests.
2: Just sitting there in the corner with his beanie, just glaring. Yeah. Right, right.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, huh? Liv, let me throw you this
2: Hail Mary.
1: <laughs> Well, hey, good segment. Let's start talking about the NFL. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> dun dun, 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 dun. NFL. Okay, so Well, you to, know, and yeah, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Uh Just to recap, Uh just in case you missed it, on episode three, we gave our picks for the Super Bowl. Uh Mike, who, who yeah. was your pick? I, I know me and Eric, we were divided. Me and Eric, uh, actually, uh You 2 are weren't divided. divided. We were guys unanimously were... saying that the Niners were not just gonna win but win big. And then you two um Jeez, Mike and your won. son
1: came in, was a tiebreaker.
0: Yeah. Yep. Jacob came in and was the tiebreaker. And he
2: let you down.
0: Well, he didn't let me down. Look, I'm not ever gonna fault my son for his opinion. Um it just means I need to educate him more. That's that's worth <laughs> it down to he need to be more informed about football and the sport, even though he's played. Means I need to tighten his See, agenda attitude like that. When
2: he turns 18, he ain't talking to you no more.
0: Who, my son? Yeah. is uh, No, once, I, I look forward to once he's past 18, because then I can actually talk to him on like a man-to-man level, not a father-to-son level. Well, i probably still be father-to-son, but I don't have to have such a tight rein on him, because he's definitely a good kid. But, yeah, when he picked the Chiefs, it just let me know that uh, I, I was one way or another. He's Fuck smarter than you are. <laughs> Go Niners. Bang, bang, Niners gang all
1: day. What do you think of that, Tommy? I think you need to shut the hell up. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Hey, so before we actually talk football, before we talk actual football, have you guys seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix?
0: Yes. Watch it on the toilet. Please continue.
1: Um, All right. That. Yo, and, and everybody out there, just <laughs> so you know, Johnny Phoenix is also the guy that wakes himself up from the sleep by farting. So just so you know the this caliber, is, all right?
0: No, unless, unless you can prove it. We can't I got prove it. In it. Writing. We have it in your writing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right, so n- never being one, I'm an open book. I'm not going to dodge it. It did happen once this week. <laughs> um, I shared it with my podcast mates, and they obviously. Hold on, they Mike the One brought
2: this in. I did. Well, no, I sure but, did. You, Tommy's on board.
0: You didn't dispute it.
2: Well, I was, I was staying out of it till you said you couldn't so, prove it. All
0: right, it. so Mike Mike One from now on will be known as uh, Takeshi 69 Because <laughs> <snitch. laughs> that was a private conversation between you, me, Eric, and Tommy, and uh, and Facebook. And, well, maybe yeah, I know. from now on,
2: the ahead, plus, it's, it's all good. It no, happened. I'm saying you, they're they're watching.
0: They ain't watching nothing, dude. It happened. I won't deny it.
1: Donald Moving Trump up. knows you woke yourself up farting.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what, though, is that uh, if, if, if if we're not calling witnesses on him, then y'all can't call witnesses on me. Moving on. We've been calling witnesses enough, the last two enough. years.
1: All right. Well, I will say I, I started the Aaron Hernandez documentary Skeptical. Uh, cause I didn't know what direction it was going to go. I'll be honest. I didn't know a ton about Aaron Hernandez going into this. Uh, I, I knew of him on the field. I knew of the murder trial. I knew of him going to prison and then uh, killing himself.
3: Murders.
0: Let's, let Mur- Okay. Murders. Plural. Yes, plural.
1: Uh, but wow, the way they did this documentary, I couldn't stop watching it. I was intrigued and I, uh, binge watched this and it was, uh, pretty incredible. Uh, lots of, lots of questions. You know they didn't definitively give you all the answers, so there's still some debate up in the air that you kind of have to debate, and that's the kind of stuff that I kind of wanted to talk about. You know, I mean, CTE. Obviously, they did the scans of his head; he had CTE. There's proof of that. Uh, you know, but a lot of people are like, "Well, he had CTE, and that's why he did what he did." But I think that's a debatable fact. I don't think you can put it all of all of his actions on CTE. No.
0: I think that um, CT has definitely been proven to like alter your impulse control and decision making as far as when it comes to in the moment, very <clears throat> traumatic decisions and uh, drastic decisions. Um, right. Obviously, we've been seeing like the honestly the big beginning stages of that with uh, Antonio Brown, but then you have like the later progress stages of it, which was Aaron Hernandez. And um, you know when they took a scan of his brain because his family decided after the fact to donate his brain to science. Um, <clears throat> my opinion is that they did that so that later on down the road, whether it be his wife or or his fiance or his daughter, could sue the NFL for damages later on down the road. That's neither here nor there, but that's why I think their whole donating his brain was, is to prove that he had damage, um, and it, I do think it affected him, but. Um, you got to have that in you, you know, not everyone's born a murderer. Right. And he was definitely convicted of the first one, uh, Odin, one of his friends. It was, I mean, it wasn't right. even, it wasn't committed um, with any sort of design to get away with it. It was like a less than half a mile from his house in an industrial park. And there was no sort of crime here in this, you know, rich upscale Connecticut neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I think he set himself up to get caught for that. Now, um, CTE to blame? Maybe uh, exacerbated it, but I don't think it was to blame. I think he had it in him, chose to commit these crimes. I think that um, I definitely think he killed the dude Odin up in in uh, Connecticut. The one, the two, the double murder down in Miami. I don't think it was him. I was thinking it was that other dude with the glass eye. I don't remember what his name was, but uh, that dude is a proven criminal. You look in his face, and he he just strikes me as being that guy. I think it was a drug deal gone bad. I think actually Aaron Hernandez shot him, but I think that that other dude, uh, Mike or somebody, could you get his name Bradley or something like that?
1: That The guy guy that he shot in the face?
0: Yes, the guy who he shot in the face. I think that the that double murder was him. I don't think it was Hernandez. I mm. think he's Hernandez is definitely guilty of the other one up in Connecticut. But the other one, I think, was just a drug deal gone bad. Um, homeboy is just trying to reduce his sentence and blame Hernandez. Hernandez was already under the gun, got convicted of the other one, life sentence. Um,
3: Alexander Bradley.
0: Uh, yeah, there you go, Alexander Bradley. Um, I I don't I don't think. I think Aaron Hernandez got in over his head. CT affected his decision-making once he got there. Murdered Odin as a part of uh, covering up his homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And then to prevent that from coming out, didn't, wasn't thinking clearly. And then that's how we got to where we were. Drug deal gone yeah. bad, shot homeboy in the face to protect himself, committed the other murder to try to protect his uh, you know, personal life. And that's where we ended up. That's my
2: opinion.
1: Nice, What about you, Tom? You got anything else to add on that
2: uh well well this one's kind of a tough issue for me, subject with me with the c t e and the the damage that it does to these guys' brains right um i don't i okay, let me backtrack here. I think that the focus on athletes, mainly NFL uh, guys having the CTE, is, it's good to bring up because um, there's obviously an issue going on there with headgear or whatever. Um, but, you know, me being a veteran, I want to see the help all across the board. Um, and it kind of irritates me when there's more of a, a flag thrown up for the NFL than soldiers. So that, that bugs me. Um, Aaron Hernandez, to me, is just... uh, He got what he deserved, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, There's no way you can... The only thing I would like to know is what happened after he got found not guilty and then killing himself to where he was going to file on a pill. Right. Um, I think that there's things being held out that... Maybe from the jail or the prison That's not being truthfully told um, Right And I don't buy the fact that he couldn't feel comfortable Coming out um, I mean he was a superstar Right I mean call it what it is He was a superstar and times have changed Sure You know what I mean Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a poor excuse to, uh, to use To try to cover some of this stuff up That he couldn't be himself And To me he was just that's who he was. So yeah. Maybe it was his, his dad that started messing with his head when his dad died, but I mean there's you're gonna kill somebody because they might out you as being gay? Right. Come on, that's not an excuse.
1: Well, you know, I think that uh he had an image that he was trying to portray. He wanted to be a star football player, and I think he also wanted to be a gangster. I think that was the image he wanted everyone to see him. You know, the lens everyone wanted to see him through. Uh, and, and and I think he went through ridiculous measures to try to ensure that he kept that gangster image. Uh, I don't think being gay and being a gangster back then go hand in hand. And so I think that's why he was so keen on trying to keep the homosexual side of him quiet. Because uh, well, I think he wanted to look like a gangster. I think that was his goal. Well
0: um, I don't know if you guys remember this for GTA five, they had the Ballad of gay Tony. So, uh, that definitely opened it up for gay gangsters all day, day, <laughs> but
1: all
3: day, day, all
0: day, day. But really one of the main things I think that, uh, was kind of overlooked was the, uh, abatement law in Massachusetts, which is that once he was acquitted of those double murders, if he could get his, um, conviction overturned, um, you know, because while it's an appeal, if he died during that, it's as if he never got convicted. If he's not convicted of the initial murder or, and then was acquitted of those double murder, that double murder, um, his daughter then might be able to collect, uh, some of his contract, the Patriots, the theory was that the Patriots might owe him some money from that $40 million contract that he signed. Um, I think it was misjudged because
2: yeah. of Robert Kraft and his money. Well, right. I think
0: more than is, uh, you know, again, this is someone whose uh, impulse control with the CTE and everything was obviously the dude up to this point hadn't made good decisions. What, what? Why would he all of a sudden start making good, well-informed decisions? He just heard about this law and, you know, convicts talk to each other. They give each other the, you know, legal advice that they should definitely not follow. And right. he heard about this and then decided that this was a good time to do it. So
2: they got me locked
3: up.
1: They won't mm. let me out. Oh. <laughs> now, you know, I also wonder, so was it really uh, two days <laughs> after that story dropped about him being gay that he committed suicide? Yeah. And I mean,
3: it, it caught, do you like, think,
1: you know, my, my opinion is that, you know, once that gets out and you're in jail, uh, your life changes dramatically. I don't think he wanted to deal with it. What do you guys think?
2: I mean, Um, I've done a couple overnighters for stupid things, but I don't know anything about that. So I don't know what life in there is like. Well, I
0: think that after they got into describing what his relationship with his father was in their uh, description of like the homophobic nature of him, you know, if his dad taught him that, that was the worst thing you can be in the world. And that's what he was brought up believing Once he got outed as that person, you take a childlike mentality and IQ mixed with some traumatic head injury. uh, You might think that that would be worth, you know, killing yourself over that. I I just think it's a lack of uh, understanding of him as a person um, that led him to that. I, I think that it could have been prevented as far as, you know, if they could have caught these signs earlier with the CTE. I don't know that it would have stopped him from being a murdering douchebag, but definitely would have stopped him from killing himself over something that, you know, is not a big deal. The world, which is funny. This is not that long ago, but the world's changed since then, even right? And if you can accept those views, you know, especially if it's something that you hate about yourself. And then this entire time, even with like the phone interviews with his fiance, he referred to, you know, like the transsexuals as those things. And, you know, was very homophobic about it. Uh, It seemed almost as like a defense mechanism. Hmm. Then it comes out that this might be him. And then, you know, after if these were private conversations that he was uh, airing out this point of view, if he really felt that way, you know, publicly, it would be even worse. You know what I mean? Like, because there's one thing like I think um, if you feel a certain way in private, but it stays private it doesn't really affect you versus if it becomes public, that's a part of your narrative from now on. Sure. If you're not mature enough and you have brain injuries, you might not be able to separate it and be like, Yeah, hey, this really isn't a big deal. So I don't think it's yeah. a big deal. Who gives a shit that he was gay? I care right. more that he's a murdering piece of shit. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think also that he, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, well, well, you know, they, they tried to paint the story a little bit on the, on the show as well, that, uh, he might have done it to kind of save his wife and daughter as well. You know, so maybe he went trying to be noble for his wife and daughter. I don't really know the story. You know, it was an interesting watch. I uh, definitely learned a lot about the case, about, about his career and about his life. Uh, but just an unfortunate situation all around. Just uh, just uh, too bad. But but it was interesting. It was interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was interesting. Right it's on, right on. funny to watch right like
0: Rob Gronkowski's uh, reaction to it too. Yeah. yeah, i mean, they tried to talk to him about it. He's like, I don't want to talk about this.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much Brady and Gronk know.
2: Probably more than we think.
1: Right? That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: I mean, just, a lot of them just, just look organization, at right? uh,
2: when they were showing him uh, in the courtroom when Kraft was about to walk in. You know? They knew a lot more than, of course, what we know, but we'll never know. Right.
0: Well, yeah, even before his initial arrest, one of the first people he... he um, you know, when with the, I I don't think it was a white Bronco, but it was similar to like the OJ that he was running from the police. The first place he went was to the uh, Gillette Stadium and to Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yep. So that was interesting.
1: Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. So kind of moving on from Mr. Hernandez, let's talk about NFL MVPs. MVPs, and with this no, segment, no, I like to introduce. Arguing with idiots. Doo, 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 doo. Oh. <laughs> Crickets. There's the
2: bike chain again. There you go. Yeah. It's not. Uh, there's not MVPs. There's one. His name is Russell no, Wilson. No,
0: no. They've been. There's been uh, no. the last. There was a co MVP. I think the last time it happened was Brett Favre and uh, Barry Sanders.
2: I don't care. It can. It can't this, happen though. I, no, I'm just saying. This year, there's one.
0: Well, I mean, you could say whatever you wanted. The fact no. is that it is a
2: thing.
1: We should let Tommy go first. Tommy. Tommy, why should Russell Wilson be the MVP of the NFL?
2: What makes you think I was picking Russell Wilson? I could have been picking DK
1: Metcalf. No way. Oh, dude. All right, let's do Wilson. enough. <laughs> DK
2: Metcalf. Um all right. Let's get let's cut the crap and get down to brass tacks here, boys. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. What's the, what was the Seahawks defense ranked this year? Uh
0: 23rd. Who 26th. Cares? Twenty six okay.
2: right? Damn near last in the league.
0: Perfect. Right where they belong. Keep please continue. Don't
2: worry, the Dolphins <laughs> were under them. <clears throat> Anyways. The I believe the offense was ranked maybe sixth or eighth in the league, but that's because of Wilson. Right? When it came down to the we played like crap for three quarters, maybe two quarters. And I know I know Phoenix over here is I'm gonna let you finish. Are you? Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish You Are you just want to jump in now?
0: Oh, uh, dude, I want I want to jump in, cannonball style in the middle. Because of, of your hate for ball. the Hawks, right? No, 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 because what you're saying is inaccurate. Please continue.
2: Why is it inaccurate?
0: <laughs> is so you're saying their offense, the ranked six, was because of Russell Wilson? Uh, I would counter with Chris Carson and, uh, that rushing, attack, which is what they mainly went to.
2: But that doesn't matter. Please, what's, please go on. Well, what's the rest of the rushing attack? Well, when
0: he was healthy, when he was healthy, it was both of them. But go ahead,
2: right? And and
0: even Russell uh, scrambling. Go ahead,
2: right? Russell scrambles a lot, right? right? And when it came down for those last two or three drives, that meant something to win the game by one possession. I don't think we had double digit wins all year. Uh, Maybe once or twice, maybe once, twice, but it came on the on the back of Russell Wilson. When it mattered the most,
0: so this makes him the MVP, most power, valuable player in the whole league, or just yes. the most valuable player on his particular team.
2: The league jackass.
0: I,
1: I think it makes him the most procrastinating player.
2: Yeah. Why? Because he waits till the fourth quarter. Till so the fourth quarter. Up, if yeah. you play
1: like that, four quarters, y'all would have been blowing teams out, no doubt. Look,
2: look, and, and to this, to this, I will say this. Jerry two Crow two operator. episodes ago two episodes ago I was talked we talked about this and how I think Wilson should have be able to have more power to be able to audible those play calls right I said that coaching changes needed to happen oh
0: wait so um <clears throat> just to circle back is you're saying that Russell could have benefited from uh better coaching
2: I, I believe I said that two episodes ago it's not enough the new
0: yeah no um uh, Okay, cool. I know I agree hmm. with you 100%. Fuck Pete Carroll. Please continue.
2: I didn't say Pete Carroll. Fuck Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll wasn't calling the place. You <laughs> love him, don't you?
0: No. I'm good. but, but Silver Fox is not a, a, the subject. It's
2: uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. guy's a highlight machine.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right.
2: Okay. Let's, All right. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If we had Kirk Cousins. Seahawks where they were.
0: Wait, to this year? Or? Yeah,
2: this year. Yeah. Really? You're gonna no, be but Ajax, if you had honestly, Lamar Jackson, you would be. Well,
0: I mean, if you look at it with the skills contest, they were very comparable to each other at the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl means so much. So,
2: I didn't bring up that. <laughs>
0: I did <laughs> Kirk Cousins is oh, yes. a good QB. He has led. Statistically, he's been in the hunt as far as leading the league the last six or seven years, man, even when he's was in Washington, since he's been in Minnesota, because I felt the same way you did. I was like, dude, Kirk Cousins is a bluff. But then I went back and looked at the stats. Even his first year in Minnesota was good this year.
2: Who did he have on that roster in Minnesota first year? Look at his rosters. He's had talent around him the whole time. And Russell hasn't? Okay. Not the talent, not the veteran talent that he's had.
3: Hmm.
1: Okay. All right. All right, got a case for Russell. Johnny, you want to go next? You want me to go next?
0: Nope. Go ahead. Who who do you think should be the MVP this year, Mike Wan?
1: Lamar Jackson. Hands down, Lamar Jackson.
0: Oh, ah, okay, cool.
1: Uh so so let me go. 14 and two record, right? No other quarterback has rushed for twelve hundred yards. He had seven touchdowns, six point nine yards per carry, and thrown for thirty six touchdowns, thirty one hundred yards and six interceptions. Those, those stats are out of control. Until this season, only Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have thrown for at least 36 touchdowns with six or fewer interceptions. That's elite company. Jackson had a 9% rate. That means about 1 out of 10 attempts were touchdowns. And since 1970, only three quarterbacks have equaled or tied that. Manning in 2004, Ken Stabler in 1976, and Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Look, he shredded of defenses. Those three,
0: did any of those win MVPs?
1: No, I have no idea. I did not do that stat. I don't okay, know. I'll
0: tell you, two of them did. But please continue.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
3: All right. Well, is it about it was, to be three?
0: Uh, it, no, it was uh, uh, Rodgers and Manny, But go ahead. I think but actually, I, you know what? Actually, I think Stabler might have wanted to. Please, please go on. No, no, you're, you're. I didn't mean to uh, interrupt your momentum. Please, please. Go and on. I predict
1: that. Lamar Jackson will make history this year and become the youngest MVP award winner. Thank you. And I end my case.
0: So you think that it'll, it's going to continue the trend of a um, uh, younger quarterback in their second year winning the MVP because the year before was Patrick Mahomes?
1: It seems that – I mean, I think this is just a really awesome time in football where we're having these elite uh, athletes coming in and playing quarterback. You know, because I think Mahomes – could have played basketball. I think he did play basketball. And Lamar Jackson, I think he could play any sport he wanted to. He's just one of those athletes. Like a Russell Wilson. Russell Homes Wilson could have played baseball, right? Yeah,
0: Mahomes is baseball. His, uh, his, his dad, dad was baseball, a pitcher. pitcher.
2: Yeah, his dad was a pitcher.
0: pitcher Sorry,
1: the yeah, Twins, baseball. Yeah, so, you know, the, you know, but they chose football. And because of that, now we get to watch these elite athletes play in this sport. And I think it's just a really awesome time for us to be able to watch this. It's special.
0: Okay. Do you rest your case for Lamar Jackson just on those? I do. Basketball? I don't think
1: there's anything else that needs to be said. So
2: uh, I have a question: his really? his Top. playoff yes. game that he had that he he lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, was yes. That, was that MVP caliber play?
3: No. That yeah. no.
1: That that one game was not. But I don't think you can base MVP on one game, though.
2: That's fair, fair enough. But I mean when you get into those situations like that, an MVP should be able to pull through.
1: Right. I mean, true.
2: I mean, he's, he's throwing fits on the field, slamming the ball, slamming helmets on the sideline. Like, come on. Yeah. And then if you're going to call him an MVP, I want it all the way around.
1: Yeah. Oh, not everyone's going to be the perfect picture boy, like Russell Wilson (laughs) picture boy.
0: Yeah.
2: See, and then see, so
0: I, I see your point. So we've got, Tommy making the case for Russell Wilson. We got uh, Mike one making the case for Lamar Jackson. Both I think are solid, solid cases. I think you go, if I had to pick between those two, I would lean towards Lamar Jackson. Of course. Yeah, yeah. My bias aside, because no, there's uh, no
2: bias aside. Your bias is going to play into the decision, whatever you do. Cool. I mean, if you want to speak for me the rest of this episode, please. continue. <laughs> 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 no, is that, um,
0: so, if, if we go just into quarterback stats, uh, Russell Wilson surpassed Lamar Jackson in that category. As, as far, far as, as yards, throwing? As far as his yards and his – touch well, not touchdowns, but in his yards. So, as far as his passing yards, did you know Russell Wilson wank, rank, wanked? Russell wow. Wilson wanked 143rd all time in the amount of yards that he passed for this year. Lamar Jackson didn't make the top 250 in the history of the league.
1: Yeah. Russ had a great year this year. I mean, he threw like an elite quarterback for the first time in his Uh, career.
0: Let's say that, but he, he ranked 143rd all time. Sure. That's, that's really not that impressive. And Lamar Jackson was even lower than that when yards alone. Sure. But then let's take a look at touchdowns. Russell Wilson, uh, ranked 92nd in his touchdowns this year, but he was tied with 18 other players. Um, Lamar Jackson was a little bit higher than that. He was in 92nd. He was 26th, and he tied with nine other players. So that okay. means in the history of this league, there's been 20, 25 more productive seasons than the one that uh, LJ had touchdown-wise, and there's been 92 more productive than Russell Wilson, right? Okay. So if we just break it down to quarterback rating, Russell Wilson, he had the 36th best quarterback rating of all time this year. Which is impressive. 36 is not bad. There's been, you know, whatever, however many seasons since the Super Bowl started. Lamar Jackson, a little more impressive, had the 11th-ranked season quarterback rating.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, If we go to completion percentage, uh, they actually tied uh, 66.1% with their completion rating, right? So all of these, but with that being said, that's the 107th-ranked all-time.
2: Do you have pass attempts with that completion rating?
0: I I don't I didn't write that down because it wasn't relevant to my argument because you guys were the ones making the arguments for them I'm making the argument for my man Michael Thomas uh, wide receiver for the Saints to be the MVP this year and let me break hmm. it down for you is that Michael Thomas set a record this year surpassing Marvin Harrison with most receptions at 149 which uh you know is it, it, just one more than Marvin but Marvin actually had 30 more targets so he beat him by one but had 30 less passes um, <clears throat> so he ended up with 17 uh 1725 yards and nine touchdowns on 185 targets so he was thrown to this year between Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater 185 times of those 185 right. times that he was thrown to, he caught 149 of those passes, which is a completion, sh- a catch rate of 80.5. Now let me, so 80.5 on the surface sounds impressive, right? Mm-hmm. No, nobody would disagree with that. Yeah, so I wouldn't let's, disagree. Let's, let's go back towards. So if you think of an MVP caliber season for a wide receiver, you would think Randy Moss, 2007, when he set the record for most touchdowns in a season, surpassing Jerry Rice, right? Yep. 23rd. He had uh, 23 TDs, 98 receptions, 300 yards less than Michael Thomas. But he had 98 receptions, only had 160 targets. He, wasn't, he didn't even lead his team, which was the New England Patriots, with uh, catches. It was Wes Welker. The next one I would present to you as being an MVP-worthy season was Calvin Johnson's 200, uh, excuse me, 200, 2012 season, which he had 122 receptions, which is uh, 27 less than Michael Thomas this year, 1,964 yards, which is the record, and only five touchdowns, so four less than Michael Thomas. But his catch rate was 59.8%. So he was a full... less on his catch rate, but he had more targets than Calvin Johnson. Okay. And Cal, and then the next, um, well in 2015, we had some really, really good seasons between two receivers. It was Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. They tied for receptions. I went with Antonio Brown season because had a little more touchdowns, a little more yards, but not by much. So his was 136, which is still 13 less than Michael Thomas. He had more yardage than him, and he had one more touchdown than him, but he had a 70.5 catch uh, rate on 193 targets. So he he was targeted more than Michael Thomas, but he caught 13 less balls than him. The only other okay. season that is comparable to this, and this, this one, sh- in my opinion, should have won an MVP when it was relevant, was... Uh, in 1987, Jerry Rice had 22 touchdowns, one shy of Randy Moss um, in 1987. But Randy Moss did his in 16 games. Jerry Rice did his in 12. So he had four less games and only caught one less touchdown. So of <clears throat> this is not a case of who deserves it because Michael, uh, Michael Thomas set the bar this year, definitely deserves an MVP. The case is more that this league is biased towards quarterbacks because in the history, there's only been 18 players in 53 years that have been non-quarterbacks to win it. So a bunch of these, so none of these, uh, it, it might surprise you. There has never been a wide receiver to ever win MVP. And that's why I think Michael Thomas should be the first one is that, We've had two defensive players win it. One was uh, Lawrence Taylor. And then the other one was Alan Page for the uh, Vikings back in the 70s. And even in the 1982 season, there was a kicker for the Washington Redskins, a special teams player that won MVP. So we've had quarterbacks usually get the bias and win. The next is running backs. Which, uh, you know, if anyone made a case this season, I, I might argue maybe Derrick Henry. But I still think he's he's below the three that we mentioned so far. And I think he's fourth of all those. So with that being said, Michael Thomas set the record for um, receptions. He was in the top eight for receiving yards didn't do so well for touchdowns but i think he uh you know he he got a lot of his touchdowns negated by jared cook taking the red zone and then he had uh, alvin kamara his catch rate though for the amount the his amount of targets is the highest catch rate um for anyone above 100 targets in the history of the league and that's 80.5 so these other ones that i mentioned were all i think mvp worthy seasons 61.3 catch rate for randy moss for Calvin Johnson. 70.5 is the closest with Antonio Brown season. And that's a full 10% below. And that's without a consistent, uh, you know, like, like I said, his uh, Drew Brees was there for most of uh, a good portion of the season, but
2: under Bridgewater.
0: Yeah. Bridgewater was also throwing it. Not that saying that he's a bad quarterback, but this is not a, I don't think any of us will argue that Bridgewater is even a pro bowl quarterback. (laughs) But this is uh, Michael Thomas is a victim of the bias for quarterbacks to be the. Oh, the MVP my
3: goodness. League. Are you
1: done yet? Jeez. It's been a 20 minute monologue about Michael Thomas well, well, and about his stats and how he got to j- do whatever. I'll, no, he was I'll, the make, best it, I'll make it wide 25 receiver.
0: if he makes
2: his case. He deserves to be the MVP.
0: Best
1: wide receiver. I'll give him that. MVP. Look, you, no.
2: you made a hell of a case for Michael Thomas. Thank you. But. At the end of the day, but, we all know but it's that quarterback or Wilson. Yeah, you're right. It's, yep. that's
0: is it, I I was given the task to prevent a case for Michael Thomas, and I think he should be it. There's eventually, and a wide receiver is going to win the MVP in this league, and there's been plenty of, as documented by what I said, is that Thomas, or excuse me, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson seasons, <clears throat> good seasons.
2: Well in twenty forty we'll go over the groundbreaking bill of wide receivers <laughs> wow. winning it. No, they're going to. This
0: should be the year it should have already happened. If a kicker can win the MVP, then a wide receiver should have already had it.
1: You know, and, and I'll say that Michael Thomas was the best wide receiver in the league this year. I think Derrick Henry was the best running back in the league this year. I agree that he's not uh NFL in the NFL running, but I mean, he had a lot of big games. He's the only running back to have two 180-yard games in the same postseason. And he had multiple games. I mean, he had games, I mean, 188 yards, 159 yards, 149, 211, 182, 195. Impressive. Impressive numbers for a running back. Now, granted, he is a behemoth. That's a hard dude to tackle. But uh, I would say that he was the best running back, but I do believe that the MVP will be Lamar Jackson.
0: I don't disagree with you. I think because of this quarterback bias, that'll be exactly what happens. Lamar Jackson is going to win it.
2: Even though Wilson deserves it, yeah, he probably will. Yeah, I don't
0: agree with that. I think Wilson's season statistically, and again, I recognize my bias. I don't think it was that impressive because as, you know, 11th, all-time in uh, quarterback rating for Lamar Jackson. Then you have to add on top of that the fact that he won, um, or that he had the most rushing yards in the season. So his so, quarterback rating. So
2: completions this year, <clears throat> Jackson had 265, Wilson had 341. Yeah, but. Their, percentage, their completion percentage was the same. Doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson's yards, 3127 passing. Plus
0: 1,200 yards rushing. Okay. Don't forget that. But passing,
2: 3127. Okay. Wilson, right. 4,100. He had 1,000 yards more.
0: But that's 143rd all time.
2: Uh, okay. Whatever. I'm talking about being a quarterback. I'm not talking about was... being a running back. Okay. So if even with no, the, I was even about yards with the, no. Okay. Passing. So, so what do you have? 1,206. 1,200. He had 1,206 rushing yards, right?
3: So, Most all time for quarterback.
2: 1,206 rushing yards, right? Mm hmm. Okay,
3: shit on Russell Wilson season. Will you
2: listen? 3127 <laughs> is passing. Add okay. that together. What is that? It doesn't matter. Listen, 4300 yards, right? Russell Wilson
0: cannot surpass Lamar Jackson's season. Even why? He can't because of the percentage. So they were very similar. If it wasn't Lamar Jackson, it would be If you be combine the
2: rushing and passing yards, Wilson has more.
1: It I don't think yards alone determines that, you know. that though. I mean, how many touchdowns did he throw? How many touchdowns did Russell throw? Uh,
2: so Russell threw 31, Lamar threw 36. Yeah. Right. How many did he rush for? The- uh, Wilson rushed, rushed for three, Lamar rushed for seven.
1: Right, so if you add the touchdowns together, it's Lamar.
2: Yeah.
1: So it all depends on how you measure it, I suppose.
2: Well, I guess when you go off of fantasy stats, then you're going to give it to that asshole.
1: Yeah, let's go.
2: I'm okay with that, as long as...
1: <laughs> your bias is <laughs> sickening. Yeah, no, doubt.
2: No, hey, you... no, seriously. Anytime anything comes up about anything Seahawks-related, you have such a hate. Like You can't wash the taste out of your mouth to have an, a credible I remember giving <laughs> a credit. I gave credit got to got Bobby it. Wagner for Jackson's being one of the it. best.
0: I gave credit to Bobby Wagner Fuck for being Pete one of Carroll. the best. Uh, no, no, no. Fuck Pete Carroll, yes. We can <laughs> stop there. <laughs> no, but Bobby Wagner's a great... Uh, middle linebacker. I can give Russell his credit credit where credit is due.
2: When have you done that? But when have you done that
0: does not have, he did not have a better season than Lamar Jackson. He didn't have a better better season than Michael Thomas. Is that if I, if I presented a case for Michael Thomas, it doesn't matter. Thomas isn't
2: going to be in this conversation. No, he should be. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be, but he's not.
0: Okay. But even then, okay. So if you take that out of it, Russell Wilson Season was shit on by Lamar Jackson's season during, after. The only time that Russell Wilson got his revenge was during the skills competition. At you know, the what, pro you know what makes me
2: laugh? Which doesn't was fucking it, matter. We Aaron, already talked about this. Michael, was it, was it a year or two ago when uh, Aaron Rodgers had absolutely nobody and right? everybody was like... Oh, uh, I love uh, Rogers. He should be MVP because he was making right. shit happen out of nothing. The same thing that Wilson's been doing year after year after year, and he's you guys still don't give him the recognition.
0: DK Metcalf, he's got, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett. He's got Chris Carson. How well did Tyler Lockett shot, do this year?
2: How, how did they do? The, how did Tyler Lockett do this year?
0: Hey, that's not his fault. That's Russell's fault.
2: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) he found a new
0: big-body target in DK Metcalf and forgot about the people that got him there. No, I get you. You're making my point for me.
2: Please continue. I ain't making no point for you. (laughs) Slap the shit out of you.
1: (laughs) All right, well, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about the 49ers.
0: So I think the question was, who do we think will be the next 49ers next year?
1: Yeah, okay. Who's going to be the next 49ers? Any
0: teams that could go from a losing record, top draft pick, turn it around like 49ers did to go from second overall draft pick to be Super Bowl bound this year. Who do we think could do it next
2: year? Arizona. Mm.
0: That's solid. So what uh what makes you think that though, Tommy?
2: What Arizona has done is essentially been what molded the Rams, right? The Rams started molding after the seahawks bringing in these young guys these third fourth fifth round picks that people kind of pushed off right and if i'm just looking at how we've been doing lately as the nfc west i mean look from 2013 how many times has the nfc west been in the super bowl five times no clue
3: Hmm, i'm not sure.
2: sure seahawks twice you have the rams once right the Rams once, now the night yeah. so yeah. four times. Four times? Right. I mean, I, I see a trend here. I don't – I mean, to me, history repeats itself, and if that trend keeps going the way that they've – I see a lot of promise on that roster. I mean, it's just – it's getting that maturity and that development going for those guys, and I think they're going to be a force.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the key additions would be – um you know, it depends on how they go forward because I think that what David Johnson's pretty close to the end of his rookie deal, right? Yeah. And then they just acquired Kenyon Drake. It depends, you know, Kenyon Drake and David Johnson, very s- similar players. This year they went more to Kenyon Drake because he's a good uh, out of the backfield, catching the ball, running the ball. Um, my gut tells me they won't keep them both. I think Kyler Murray had a decent rookie season. And uh started to pick it up towards the end as far as recognizing his reads and leaning on that run game to set up the pass. So I, I that's a really solid pick, Tommy. I like that. Is I that think is Arizona good. could definitely be the next Niners.
2: Oh, uh, if he just saw I think he had like twelve interceptions this year. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> um nice. he had I believe twenty passing touchdowns. I don't know what his rushing stats were, but I mean, he didn't have a bad year compared to what most of the quarterbacks do with interceptions yeah, on. What especially is it? especially rookies. Uh, who's, who's about to ask for that big contract mm-hmm. that went 30 for 30 this year? Anybody? Winston?
0: <laughs> yeah. Good old – well, I mean, what I think is funny is from that year is, is you got Jameis Winston with his inconsistent play, and then you have uh, Mariota getting bumped by Tannehill. Tannehill's definitely going to need a deal. I don't know what's going to happen to Mariota, man.
2: And Dak's asking for a lot of money right now, too.
0: Well, Dak probably deserves it. I mean, let's be – he's had, you know
2: the, – uh, The only the only thing that I can say with the whole Dak thing is Dallas, the last couple of years, last three years, solidly three years, has had lines.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? And look at their back. It's not like they've been short receivers.
0: Yeah. Uh, they receive. I mean, they have a great running back, great uh, offensive line. I think that um I, I'd say their receivers leave a little bit to be desired, but it's mostly been their defense that's been failing them. Not necessarily the line. They got some good uh, you know, Demarcus not Demarcus Ware, um Lawrence. Right. Right. Yeah, they got him. Um, I think they're gonna lose Byron Jones to free agency.
2: I'm I'm guessing he's going to Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But either way, I mean <laughs> that's that's kinda, you know, derailing us a little bit from the subject.
1: Agreed. Uh, I will present to you my case. Okay,
0: who's going to be? I the think next
1: will Niners? be uh, the Denver Broncos. Okay, mm.
3: why?
1: I think I think the Broncos. They already have a stout defense, so I think their defense is set. Uh, I think the last half of the season, they found their new quarterback and and Locke. I think he is going to be their guy, Drew Locke. I think he was playing well. Seems to fit into the offense. Now they just made some coaching changes that I think will benefit him. Uh, they hired Pat Shermer as an offensive coordinator and Mike Shula as a QB coach. I think that's going to elevate the game. I think uh, Denver always has a good running game, and I think if Drew Locke can step it up and play the way that L.A. would love him to play, I think they're going to be a real contender in that division.
3: Okay.
0: I could see that, especially because, uh, you know, they'll still have to compete with the Chiefs, but...
2: I don't have faith in their quarterback. I mean, I know he had solid outing the last half of the year, but uh, I'm not feeling it. They had nothing to lose.
1: That's true. I mean, Cortland Sutton is a legit receiver that they have on their squad. That guy is a difference maker. And I think they were connecting pretty well. So he could be the DK Metcalf that he needs to turn him into the next Russell Wilson Nah, different playing style. Yeah. So never I think happen.
0: that uh, for me as uh the the team that could potentially go from being uh you know laughing stock into a Super Bowl contender next year. This is going to hit hit you right in the buttons. Mike is uh Chicago. I think no, I think it'll be uh, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit was very very close to beating the Chiefs earlier this year. Their defense is solid. They have a good uh, running game in Kerryon Johnson. They have some good receivers as far as Kenny Galladay. They also have, uh, you know, uh, decent players. And then they got uh, Matt uh, – is, is his name Matt Patricia? Or is it- Patricia. Patricia, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. So he's, he's definitely a good defensive coach. Um, I think that a lot of it will have to do with whether or not – um. Matt Stafford comes back or not so we'll see what happens with that Um, I just think that they had a lot of close games they may have a bad record same as Arizona this year but a lot of those games specifically towards the beginning of the year were very very close and I think that if they get a few pieces here draft well they could be in contention I like uh, Matt Patricia as a coach I specifically like his beard uh, it's a very powerful beard very Norse like and Viking like and uh, I think you could definitely turn it up a notch and get them over the over the edge for sure. That so what we got is we got Tommy picking Arizona, Mike picking Denver, and then myself picking Detroit. Yeah. So two NFC teams, one AFC team. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll have to look back on this date, February 1st, 2020, <laughs> see if any of us can predict the future or if we're just talking a bunch of crap. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see. Well, all right, all right, enough about the NFL. I think we've spent enough time talking about some foosball. Foosball, be the devil. Well, we're going to move on to a little bit of UFC, MMA, MMA. Everyone has a plan till you get punched in the face. That's what my mom used to tell me before she'd send me off to school.
0: Well, before she said it, who said it before her?
1: It was, uh, wasn't it Tyson?
0: Tyson gets credited with it, yes, but I don't think it was him.
1: Oh, who do you think it was then? Please, Uh, enlighten me.
0: I have no idea.
1: Oh, see, (laughs) this guy. Well, you're probably right. I'm sure someone else said it, but he was the first... Famous person to say it, so he gets the credit. That's probably yeah, very true.
3: That's true.
1: That's true. All right, well, let's talk about... We got this fight coming up, UFC 247. Well, hold
0: on, hold on, Before we go huh. in there, let's let's uh, talk right. about... We, we gave some predictions for nah. this last card for the fight night.
1: We don't need to talk about that.
0: No, I do want to talk about it because... Because
2: uh, you got one more than us? Right.
0: Um, In a competition...
2: Is one point win. If if Mike and I are still on the same page, it's still two geniuses, one idiot. We can say
0: whatever you want, but last last week we proved one genius, two idiots. Uh so broken clocks
2: right twice a day.
0: Uh no, that's that there's no denying that. But uh you don't even own that broken clock.
1: Chipmunks bust nuts every now and then.
0: Hey little girl, chase squirrel. Um all right, so Last week for our picks, we don't have to break it down. All I want to say is that uh, Tommy and Mike had respectable showings. At they predicted there was six total, including the Bellator match. They each predicted three right, three wrong, which you know, fifty percent is uh, you know that that's respectable.
1: Five hundred average—that's what the Mariners shoot for every year.
0: Yeah, they shoot for that and come up short. Um easy now.
3: <laughs>
0: easy. But, you,
3: you know, say easy? There was easy.
0: somebody had a four and two record, which is a winning record, and beat both of these other, and I'm using air quotes, geniuses at predicting these fights, and was four and two. Uh, that that would be yours truly, Johnny Phoenix.
1: Johnny Fahonix. Fahonix
2: hooked on Fahonix. Uh, just out of curiosity, <laughs> did anybody decide to take our Combined total picks.
0: No, that's that wasn't. I can't I mean, we'll, count no, that. We, should, we could do that. We could do it. An and and after this week, that's good. We'll bring it up next week. We'll take this next week's We'll total. give you. We'll
2: give you this week, and we'll bring it up next week. That's a good subject. I do like it. Do whatever you good want idea. because at the end of the Let's day, I won idea. this
0: one. You did. Shit on you. High five, deal. I I, won, I won't dignify that. I won't dignify that with the response. So, all right. So, Mike. <laughs> all right. There's a UFC event coming up on the 8th of February.
1: Take a in, Clark. Yeah, UFC 247. I am excited about this fight. There are some great fights on this card. Uh, We're going to run through them. Uh, Just the main card, though. And I will say that this first card on the main, or this first fight on the main cards, is an exciting one for me. Derek Lewis against Ayer Latifi.
0: Oh, Black
1: Beast. Yeah, I, lo- I love watching Black Beast fight.
0: I think he wins the Instagram game.
1: With Man, he challenge. might have the best <laughs> Instagram on the market right now.
0: It's super entertaining. None of them are are uh, bland. All of his Instagram posts super entertaining.
1: You think people just send him content, and that's and that's where he gets it from? Like, where do you find this stuff? I don't even see it. I, I see it first on his Instagram account. So I'm like, where are all these videos? I mean, I guess I'm not mining for videos either, but...
0: You get some from like Japan and Middle East.
1: Yeah. Hey, Derek Lewis, you're listening. You got the best Instagram on the planet right now. All day. Keep it going. Keep it I, going. I can
0: relate to you because many times my balls have also been hot.
1: Right? True like story. Right now, I'm
0: pulling my pants down. No,
1: my please head. don't. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Good Dude. Lord. Jeez. All right. So, who you guys got in this heavyweight fight? Huh? Derek Lewis, hot. 22 and 7. Latifi 15 and 7.
2: I don't know. What it's going to be a good one. <clears throat> um, what, 2019? He lost to Junior Dos Santos. Which one?
3: He Lewis. Did.
1: Lewis did, yep.
2: Then he turned around and Ivanov.
1: Yeah, he beat Ivanov in a decision.
2: Yeah, it was a that was decision. a good fight,
1: too. That was a, 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 a grueling fight for him.
2: Um, I'm going to I'll have to go with. Lewis on this one. He guys tough. That guy's tough. I've seen that guy get rocked and look like he's completely out of it. Yeah, and just turn around and just beats him.
1: You ever seen when someone's got him on his back and he's like, "All right, I'm tired of this," and he just sits up? It's ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Look, I'm going to go with Lewis on this one as well. Uh, Latifi he had a loss on August 10th to Vulcan uh second round yes. TKO. But see, this fight was canceled two times prior, June 1st and August 3rd, because of back injury that uh, Latifi was dealing with. So if this back injury was that serious, he had to cancel two fights, and he came back and got a loss, I don't see him getting a win against Derek Lewis. I think the Black Beast would just be too much. Come in. He's gonna get him down. Do his little crawling. I don't know what the heck that victory crawl on the mat is. It's weird as hell. But that's hey, that, do your thing, man. That's that
2: victory crawl of don't mess with me. Is that what it is? You should have known what you, you know, were getting into. That's that bricklayer yeah. victory crawl.
1: There All you in go. your we,
2: space now.
0: With now, what about BSN? you,
1: Johnny? What about you, Johnny? No, you, didn't actually, I, you know,
0: I'm a big fan of Derek Lewis. I've always uh, he's I found him very entertaining, even when he lost to DC. I think.
1: I don't think he was ready for that fight.
0: No, he wasn't, and neither was, you know, he squeaked out a decision from Nagano because I think what was supposed to happen is uh, Francis Nagano was supposed to beat him and then challenge DC for the belt. Derek Lewis threw a monkey wrench in that. Uh, A very boring fight between those two.
1: No doubt. That was like straight up just wrestling, hugging Yes, and I've,
0: I, but here's the thing is that Latif Latifi is a very scrappy guy.
1: Um, I think it'll be a brawl. But Lewis
0: hits no, so hard. I, you know what's funny, though, is I, I think Latifi's going to win. I think Latifi's going to win. I like his overall because I, I compare his skills to Derek Lewis. <laughs> Derek, Derek Lewis could knock him out. That could happen. Right. I'm saying that up front. He could happen. But he's been in there with some brawlers, been in there with some people who can, you know, knock people out. And Latifi's pulled it out. He is, I think he has a better gas tank than Derek Lewis. What I think is going to happen is in the uh, second round of this fight, I think Latifi's going to wear him down. Ended up getting a TKO ground and pound towards the end of the second round. Latifi's not bad. Um I'm not saying I'm not. Bad, I'm not taking
2: anything from Derek Lewis, but I think Derek Lewis is a... There's been times I've kind of Lewis out, like, this guy is done. Yeah, and then and he, he just comes, yeah. knocks them the
0: fuck out, right? That, but but I, I agree with you. I think he could, th- for all three rounds of this fight, Derek Lewis is a threat to knock him out.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: But I think Latifi has those skills. Um, he's in good shape. And... Uh,
2: Latifi, he's got fast hands, right? Yes. Right? So... Lewis is good at at catching those hits, but he and he mm-hmm. waits for that moment he waits for that moment to when you know you're you're bringing that right around and you drop that left and then he just boom and it's over
0: yeah yeah Kapow. And again, you know as i the, this is one of those fights where I like both fighters, yeah I like their style i I think Derek Lewis entertaining on a personal level, I find his Instagram hilarious I think uh, this is
2: his last year fighting
0: really yeah possibly i I think honestly he should move on from here and uh join uh three genius one idiot 2021 (laughs) Derek lewis black beast shout out on, man i heard he wanted to get
1: into porn
2: what Uh, well yeah i'm
0: serious he was trying
1: to get into the porn industry
2: i thought you said you wanted Uh, him to get get into porn and i'm like hold on a second oh that's a negative
1: i have no desires for that
2: we'll go over that next episode there's no denying his balls is hot
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right, next fight, next fight. All, all
0: right, right, so, so, dude, so, both of you guys for Lewis, I'm taking Latifi, moving on.
1: Yeah, all right, so, next fight, we got the uh, Mirsad Bektik versus Dan Ige. Bektik 13 and 2, Ige 12 and 2, close records. Uh, wow, I think this will be a good fight, but I am totally taking Mirsad on this one. Who? I'm taking Bektik? Mirsad Bektik on this one. Bye. Uh, I think that his style is going to match up well. Uh, Dan Ige, he lost uh, his last two fights, one to submission, one to a decision. Uh, Kevin Aguilar, who is a good grappler, kind of just warmed down, I guess. And so, no, 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 no. I apologize. He beat Kevin in in a decision. So so I apologize. But I believe that uh, Mirsad's going to smother him. I don't know if Dan's going to know what to do when he's on his back.
2: I'm gonna have to Don't go think- opposite with you and think. I think Dan's gonna be
1: <clears throat> Dan the man.
2: I think Dan's gonna come out fast, and I mean they're they're similar. They're similar in almost all categories. Yeah. I mean this this one you could almost I mean reach I think is one inch different. Height is the same. Maybe I think it's one inch difference, but everything about them their stance, their striking, it's all down the same. Okay. I take Dan.
0: Okay. And um, I actually, I'm going to take Bektik with uh, Mike 1. I think yeah. he's going to win this fight. You know, just because momentum, Dan lost a couple fights in a row. Well, actually, he lost one and then won one, right, Mike? Right, correct. Okay, okay. But I still think uh, Bektik, I like his style. I think they match up pretty well, but I just think uh, Bektik is, uh, I predict, second round early on in the second, uh, TKO.
1: Boy, he's specific. I like it.
0: Yeah. no, Mystic M- Mystic Marcus, I predict Ooh. these things. Calm down. Cleo. Get out of
1: town. <laughs> yeah, get out of town here. Yeah. Easy now. Easy now. Their mercy. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Juan Adams, 5-2 and two against Justin Taffa, 3-1. and one. So a couple of fairly new to the sport fighters here, or at least professionally.
2: I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched these guys, so I know nothing about them.
1: Well, I can tell you that they're heavyweights and that Juan Adams lost his last two fights. I'm just going to pick Tafa.
0: See, here's part of the reason why I have a problem with sometimes when they set up these cards is that I think they were real slow to book John Jones and uh, Dominic Reyes as the main liner or main liner, (laughs) (laughs) the main event. And they struggled to
2: (laughs) let us know what the second liner is
0: second liner. Uh, So I think that this event was all about those top two championship fights. The rest were just the fillers. And I feel this is one of those fights because both of these guys don't have a lot of fights under their belts. It's a pick 'em. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's not enough data on either one of them. No. And I don't understand how they made it to you know, these other the they should have been on the first. main card. Yeah, dude, they should have been first. Derek Lewis and uh Latifi should be in this position. The third fight, yeah, I agree. And they if they made this main card, which I don't think they deserve, they should have been that fifth fight. So Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree with you one hundred percent on that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and it does Juan Adams on a losing streak. I think, uh, I, if I remember right, Tafa lost his last fight, too, in the UFC. So they have
1: loser no, he beat, two in
0: a row. Huh?
1: He beat Jorgen De Castro on October 5th.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to take Justin Tafa because I don't like fighters who lost two in a
1: row. <laughs> yeah, Adams got knocked out his last fight against Greg Hardy.
0: Yeah, and that, that wasn't impressive either. Was that, uh, that was not the inhaler fight,
3: right?
1: Mm, I don't believe so because that was in was. July. I think yeah, that Hardy it was ruled fight was a closer. No contest, so, yeah. Right, that was end of the year that he had that so weird he's the, fight.
0: Actually, you know, he's actually the longer haired dude who got. In, yeah, he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, you him. got. you got. Yeah, even KT-F-O. more so. I'm taking Justin Taffa now. This I agree doesn't with deserve you. to be on this uh, main card. But I'm taking I'm Justin Tafa.
1: Taffa all the way for me. How about you, Tommy? Tommy two times. Tommy thinking, two guns. Tommy two guns. <laughs>
2: Salami taking yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm taking Taffa in this
0: Today's one. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Doo, 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 doo. All
1: Let's right, rush. so we got a, all three of us for Taffa. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Easy Can we get bean. crickets uh, instead of a bike chain? Fuck right, you. yeah, yeah. I'll pay the Brian, three bucks. The Working chain. hard to get you know, Johnny trying to get those jokes going again. Wasn't that
0: enough worked. and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs>
1: All right, how about Coleman? Now the we Colman got Cee-lo on this thing. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. Right? Yeah, Coleman event. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Valentina like Shevchenko against Catlin Chukigan. No, Look. Chuk
0: again.
1: Chukigan. Again. Chuk again. Chuk again. Chuk again. I.S. Chuk she. She's uh, undefeated. It's cool. Undefeated.
0: I think she's prime. Prime. Up and coming prospect. Primed to add that lost to her record. Valentina, you know, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is going to add that 19th win. Not even close.
2: Shevchenko's only- last loss was Amanda Nunez in like 2016.
0: And it was a split decision. I- yeah. Split.
1: But Amanda Nunez, the lioness, yeah, four years ago.
0: Woo! Yeah, but even then, she's so her, so she has, uh, Valentina has three losses. One of them was very early on in her career to uh, Liz uh, Charmouk, which she just avenged that in a five-round fight.
3: Right, right.
0: And then prior to that, she has a unanimous decision loss to Manny Nunez, and then she has a split decision loss to Manny Nunez. So she lost an early on fight in her career. Eh, I don't think that really counts. Avenged that loss, and then her only two losses are – decision loss to Nunez and then a split decision loss to Nunez she is so Amanda Nunez in my opinion I've already voiced this as the best female fighter ever and I think Valentina close second she's going to win this fight
2: have you did you see her uh, I think it was last week they they went to her camp basically and interviewed her and looked at her practice and sparring she is fast and she is kicking hard yep she's hitting hard
1: man. she's a champ yeah she For is a champ sure. champ caliber like you know and and she's she is a dancer right and all that matters but yeah she is a, she is a dancer and uh she kicks ass and i definitely think she's gonna keep the belt
2: and this is i think this is the toughest person that caitlin's had to fight
1: i agree with he that too down.
2: Yeah, dude, she's Different stepping caliber. in there with a monster. Honestly, yeah. I think that... Uh, I don't think this is going to be close.
3: Yeah, I Well, think she fought
1: Jennifer, Maya, and Joanne Calderwood were Catelyn's last two fights. And they were both won by decision. I just don't think she's going to be able to keep up with Valentina. You can't try to grind Valentina out. Don't work.
0: Yeah, no, she it's not going to work. Uh, she's she's one of the best ever. Catelyn is... A good fighter. She's beat some respect. You know they have mutual opponents and Jessica. I, they both beat her. Catlin actually, her victory over Jessica Ai was more impressive than Valentina's. I mm. think uh, choke again will be. Uh, <clears throat> she she's she may not choke again after this fight, but this one she's gonna choke this time.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: nice. Let me get nice. some
2: crickets. Our bike chain.
1: Yeah, don't,
0: don't. I like it, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm sick of these sound effects being on demand.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> perfect. All right, and then the main event,
2: oh. the fight
0: that I'm oh.
1: very excited about.
2: I don't pick Talk against. I don't pick against John Jones.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, Twenty-five and one. He has a huge repertoire of people that he has defeated that are big names. His resume is the,
2: very impressive.
1: Right, Dominic Reyes, 12 and zero. I mean, this guy is a big dude that's coming at him.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, it's gonna be a really good fight. I'm very excited to see how Jones is gonna take him. I don't think Jones can stand and go toe to toe with him. I think he's gonna have to u- uh, utilize wrestling, some grappling, something to try to change it up because I don't think standing is gonna be a good idea for Jones. Well, Jones but is regardless, be to say by cocaine too. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> Nice. He
0: the the HGH all day.
1: That's right, all day. Uh, <laughs> but I do pick Jones in this fight for sure. What about you guys?
2: I'm taking Jones in this one too.
1: Yeah. Johnny? <sighs> Johnny? You know how much you love him. Because no, I, I hate John the, Jones. The
2: problem is, yeah, is Mike, when we pick John Jones, he wants to pick John Jones, but he's going to go the other way because not three people can agree on the same pick. It's right. not
0: necessarily that. what it is that, um, nobody at the top stays undefeated. Obviously John Jones has one loss in his record, but I really don't count that. That was that, uh, disqualification against, uh, Matt Hamill for going, you know, straight up and down with the elbows that
2: he, he had that fight.
0: No, he was going to win that fight. He was yeah. on top of him dominating before that. Um, I think John Jones is definitely beatable. I don't think Dominic Reyes is going to do it. Like me and uh, we were talking about in previous episodes, I think if somebody's going to beat him, it's going to be Israel Arizona. And I don't think that's going to happen this time. Israel uh, lasagna. Yep. uh, Israel lasagna. Pasta lasagna, don't get any on you. Hey, Uh, man.
1: John Jones is a goat, in my opinion.
2: He is. He
0: is. He is. But and I think that's just going to come down to age, man. Age and drug
2: tests. No, they're not
0: well, drug tests.
1: No, I think the you know the events he's had is extended his career because he's gone you know multiple stretches of time a year or so without fighting. And I think it's extended his career, kept mm-hmm. him fresh.
0: That's true. You know, as uh, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. It'll preserve your. Uh, mind and preserve your uh, ligaments, obviously. I'm, You know what? Because I dislike John Jones so much, I'm taking Dominic Reyes. He's going to win this fight. So then that way I can rub it in your face. But
2: you're going to yeah. have to consider
0: this. Con- <laughs> you need to throw. All right. All right. <laughs> I want Dominic Reyes to win. I don't have any, you know, 12-0. He's had some good fights. He's shown that he can... Uh, Pushed the pace with these other Fridays that he faced, but he has not faced a beast like John Jones. John Jones still has that eight inch reach advantage over him. They're pretty similar in weight and they're pretty similar in height. Um, You know, the closest one to take John Jones in the deep water wasn't even DC. It was uh, uh Gustafson.
1: Gustafson. Yep. First fight, yep.
0: And that's, you know, Dominic Reyes' record, John Jones' record. It really reminds me of that fight. It just depends on if Dominic Reyes is really ready to go the distance and push him, push the pace.
1: I think John Jones is refocused and dedicated, and he's going to be as dangerous as he's ever been. Uh, Mm -hmm. That that Gustafson fight, the first one, uh, he admits he didn't take that fight very seriously in his training camp was lacking that fight. And it well, showed in that fight.
0: He's full of excuses when he doesn't perform up to par because the He still wins though. Yeah, but a lot of people reference that as his most vulnerable. I think that when he came back and he fought uh uh Ovin St. Prue was his most disappointing performance and he still won that convincingly. He did. Yeah, because that after that he was set to face D C like a couple months later and then he failed the drug test.
1: Right, no contest. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, it wasn't a fight and then it was they were scheduled to fight. That's the one where uh DC interviewed with uh Dana backstage and he told him, "Look, can I fight him anyways even though he failed?" Right. Cuz you're talking about later on down the road. Yeah. They yep. fought, it considered it was considered a no contest after the fact. This time um he failed his test, and DC was like, "Can I fight him anyways?" At that point in time, I think that John Jones, had he not failed that test, went into that fight with DC and the DC his age, you know, because that's two years <clears throat> under their last fight, and I man, I think DC would have won that fight. I think mm. John Jones robbed him of that opportunity. I think DC is the
2: one that could have pulled it off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that was I mean, the opportunity. What's uh, what's DC fighting at now? Like two thirty-five. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, well, fighting at all John, anymore, is he? Well, he wants to, but uh, John Jones is at what two hundred five light heavyweight.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, heavyweights
0: anywhere from two hundred five to two two sixty five. After that, it's super heavyweight, right. and not there's never been a consistent UFC competition like at two sixty five yeah. and
2: above. Right, but I think DC was just quoted last week or maybe this week of you know in an interview saying that it's going to take a real heavyweight to beat him.
1: Well, you know, D.C. wants Stipe this summer. Yep. He's talking about that, you know, and uh, when's the last time that we've seen Stipe fight? You know, he's talking about a return timetable, that he's got to heal his injuries and whatnot. You think the is going to strip him? Get an interim fight going? I think that
0: um, the way it plays out is that I think Stipe and D.C. will fight this summer or D.C. will retire and Stipe will get stripped if that doesn't happen.
1: I think if that happens, it'll be an interim fight between Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou.
2: Which that'll happen. You think that's what's going
0: to happen? Tom? Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think don't, I don't DC's think... done. He's too comfortable at the desk.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, he's a great, uh, he's a great commentator. He I is. I think that's his future for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and I think that uh, Curtis Blades, Francis Ngannou fight for an interim. If Derek Lewis wins this fight, he should fight the winner of that fight.
0: What if Latifi wins? Like I predict, him?
1: he's not. <laughs> he's he's not going to be John next Jones in line for a belt. Right now. That's for sure.
0: Wah. Wah.
1: Wah. All right, and then, and then how about this other news? Gypsy King reaching out to MMA, saying he'd love to get a boxing <laughs> match in MMA gloves. What? what do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean, his uh uh Tyson Fury, a.k.a. Tyson Fury. A. Tyson a Fury. Jason King. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. he's talking yep. about getting uh Steepy, right?
1: Yeah. Stupid. What do you think about that? That'd be interesting. I I would like to see that fight.
3: Well, who I don't know how much fight, height is <laughs> different 6'10". Nah.
1: What about What if Devontae Wilder fought with MMA gloves?
0: I think he might kill somebody.
1: That's what I think. That's too dangerous. That guy hits way too hard.
3: Yeah,
0: he does. Well, I mean, Tyson's not a slouch, but he's... I think that uh, in the heavyweight boxing scene, you got um, uh, Wilder is the best power puncher. Fury is the best boxer and then Anthony Joshua is like a combination of the two somewhere in the middle. Nice. Yeah.
2: Anthony Joshua shouldn't be slapped on either.
0: Yeah. No, he shouldn't, especially after this last one. Cause he beat a pure boxer in uh, you know, Ruiz, but Ruiz, you know, admittedly his training camp, he didn't take it seriously. He came nope. in there fat as fuck. Um, He wore lots and lots of black shirts during his training camp, was trying to hide his belly, but once they took off the shirt and stepped on the scale, they were like, oh shit, this guy's like 15 pounds heavier than when he beat uh, Joshua. Before, yeah. And then Joshua schooled him. Schooled him. Mm. But if we go to pure boxing is uh, Tyson Fury all the way. I think if it comes knockout power Wilder combination of the two is Joshua so I mean we've got the best of th- those guys are all uh, Wilder and Tyson are obviously not ducking each other but I think Joshua doesn't want to step in there with either of them because I think nah, I, 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 yeah I think I think Wilder will knock him out and I think that Tyson will outbox him so he has yeah. no no uh, incentive to get in there with either of them even though it'll generate him. money I think he's waiting until he's at the tail end of his career, then he'll take on either one.
1: He might as well fight Ruiz again.
0: Yeah, no, he should. He should. For the rubber match, absolutely.
1: Yep, I agree. I agree. Put that to rest. Mm -hmm. And then uh, last thing real quick, kind of going back to the Super Bowl, since that's the big thing coming up, is uh, who do you guys think could be a potential MVP in this game? Obviously, you're probably going to pick someone from the Niners. Me and Tommy, two times, two guns. Tommy Salami, you're going to pick someone from the Chiefs. No,
2: like, I just said Bosa. Yeah, actually, what's
0: funny
1: oh. is
2: that's my pick too, Bosa.
0: So,
3: really? so here's the I'm thing going Frank Clark.
2: That, you know, mm. I've, ex- I've expressed that I want the Chiefs to win. Right. But I think that defense for the Niners, I mean, they're scary good. Agreed. <clears throat> and man, Bosa has just been unbelievable this year.
1: I agree with that too.
2: And, and and they're all healthy. They're all back.
1: Yeah. I'm still going with the dark horse. I'm going to say Frank Clark, be the MVP of the Super Bowl.
2: I mean, if you're picking from the Chiefs, you would at least think Kelsey. You know?
1: I'm going with the underdog, the dark horse.
0: I'm just going to say either quarterback, either Jimmy G or Patrick Mahomes because that's how this league is <clears throat> has been from now until forever.
2: That's not true. For Super Bowl MVP,
0: and then they're a little more objective. Yeah, it's based off one game. Right, right. But even with that being said, they still will favor a quarterback because when you look back at like when um, Eli won it against the Patriots, they could have picked five other players to be the MVP of that game. Now, my question is, Mike, is ha- has a losing team? Ever had the Super Bowl MVP? No. Are
1: you sure? They always pick the MVP from the winning team.
0: Are you
1: sure? I am 95% sure. 95% sure? Yes. So I'm guessing you have the
0: answer to this. I don't know. I thought you was about to
2: school us with some real knowledge here.
0: No, 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 we're good.
1: Loser. So <laughs> set us up for nothing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then the
0: other thing is that uh so while while we're researching this last question is uh um there was another thing that came up in MMA is uh during the Super Bowl week we had uh, a couple of welter rates, some big name fires, uh Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal. They ran into each other at this uh, Super Bowl presser. What happened, Mike? Tell me me about it.
1: Well, I want to say that I don't think this was by coincidence whatsoever. What are the chances that you have two fighters that are mouthing back and forth to each other show up at media row Super Bowl week? I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, It's smart marketing. My question, though, I just want to know, like, how do these things work? Do the handlers of each of these fighters reach out to each other and say, hey, we're going to be here at this time. Let's uh, let's put on some fireworks to make this show go. You know, how, how does this work? It's interesting to me. It is a fight that I'm anxious to watch, though, because yeah. uh, Masvidal is saying some good stuff. Uh, Usman can just keep saying do something. So, you know, like... <laughs> do something.
3: <laughs> well, I mean... The timing
0: definitely leaves, doesn't even leave any questions is that the day before Dana White announced that he thought that uh, Usman versus Mosterdahl would be the next fight in that division for the title, you get the BMF title and then you got the welterweight title. Um, And then the next day they run into each other at the presser seems a little suspect, but I am mad at him, dude. It definitely created a storyline. Uh, oh,
3: yeah. But,
0: you know, Masvidal really? obviously talking that shit, and then you got Usman also talking that shit. They're both shit talkers. Uh, a lot of people more associated with the Masvidal. Um, You know, last time Masvidal threw somebody off their game was uh, Askren knocked him out five Askren. seconds.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Gave it to him. Yeah, but I actually, yeah, if that saying. fight
0: happens... And uh, Usman doesn't get caught up in that. I think Usman, Usman beats him easy. Uh, Masvidal is a journeyman fighter. He's got plenty of losses on the rec- his record. Been very hot lately. Been had very uh, favorable matchups for his style. Usman is not a favorable matchup for him. Usman, I think, can beat him cardio. Usman can beat him in uh, stand up. Usman can beat him in the wrestling. There has no advantage to him in this fight. I think Usman beats him easily, but I think it's still going to be a good fight because I like. With that being said, we're that's just skill based. Yeah, media, social media based. I hope uh, Street Jesus goes makes down. A
2: competitor. No, I hope
0: Street yeah. Jesus. Moves He's going his down. Ass. <laughs> no, it's not
1: happening. Me too.
2: Yeah, I'm going to tell you after this fight. The next one I'm stupidly excited for is April eighteenth. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll you are, oh, man, I can't Khabib.
0: wait. Whoa, what was that,
1: Tommy Ferguson? Two Time? You re- calm down, bud. No, Tommy Two. I'm goods, excited
2: for this one. A.K. Tommy Pickles. I mean, he be a beast, but I, <laughs> Rugrats. Ferguson's who I'm going Paris. for.
1: Yeah, Ferguson. I agree. I want to see Ferguson win.
2: Hey, so <clears throat> we are we are getting this podcast off. Yes, and running, right, boys? Indeed, we um, are. We are working on guests on this show. Yes, um, MMA things of that nature. So we are on a couple platforms: Instagram, Twitter. We're not on Facebook yet, but we are working on it for sure. Uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, hey. things like that. So we want to make this show as good as we can for you guys. You know, this is this is something that we're we're putting our hearts and souls into to make a good product. So any feedback you can leave us, or love you can show us, let us know. And if there's new topics you want us to cover, we'll go over it, see if it's a possibility, and we'll go from there, for sure.
1: A- absolutely, feedback is much appreciated. So you, yes, and just so you know, the handles that we got Instagram is going to be two genius, the letter or the number two genius, number one an idiot. You can find us on Instagram or hashtag two genius one idiot on Twitter. And then we also have an email you can submit some information to genius one idiot at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Anything you got for us, please, good sure or love. bad. We'll take it.
0: Yeah, definitely. As uh, you know, there's been plenty of people gave us feedback so far. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys listening, definitely. So uh please continue to listen and then just if you have a friend or two and you, you think that they might enjoy um us just share it with them as much as you can. So, yeah, we appreciate all the love we've received so far. And uh, if that keeps continuing, you know, we we definitely um, have listened to the feedback, acted on it, and we're ready for more. So uh, just let us
2: know what you think. I mean, we're, you know, we have regular jobs during the day. We don't do this for a living. You know what I mean? So we're trying to give you the perspective on what you guys want to hear. Uh hey. Just
1: for some regular working dudes,
2: right? All day, right?
1: Indeed, indeed. We're right on. We appreciate y'all listening to this week's episode. Easy E, can you hit me with some quiet music real quick, man? See if we can get this beat in here. He's
0: got it.
1: It's coming. It's coming. There it is. Hey, shout out to Silver City Brewery.
2: Yeah, Good Life Brewery.
1: Tommy Salami, hanging with your mommy.
0: Hanging with your mommy. Hey, Hey, Mike won. Mike won. They got Johnny Phoenix. So we got, yo.
2: Thanks for the love. Appreciate
0: y'all. It's the Thomas Crown Affair. He's not trying to steal your art. Just your daughter's virginity. Hey. Hey. Uh, Hey.